G'day and welcome to Cocktails and Roses. Thank you for downloading this podcast with myself, Osha Ginsberg, and Alicia Aitken-Radburn, Bachelor alumni and Bachelor in Paradise alumni. How are you, Alicia? I am a really good. This has been a big two episodes this week. Oh, how are you? How are you and Glenn? Oh, yeah, we're great. We're very much in the routine of a life. Unfortunately, a little bit different to your uh, current quarantine situation, Osha. I just want to get a handle on where the relationship is. And it's just a yes or no, because, you know, you don't need to get too personal here. You wait for the magazine exclusive. Um, Yeah, 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 of course. You've just moved in. Have you done the big Costco shop? We, I tell you what we did yesterday. We're at the joint bank account level. (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're full on. He can't escape me now. (laughs) All right. I've got some good news this week. I've got like my day six and day 11 negative COVID-19 tests, but that right there has just topped the good news this week. Making my week. Big week on Bachelor. Um, This week, a new contender emerged. Beck. Oh, my goodness. We had an intruder at this stage in the game. Uh, and she got to do something no one else did. She got to have a little highlight reel that she played him, which was bananas. How are you feeling after these two episodes, Alicia? Oh, my gosh. I thought that the Beck highlight reel, what an intro video. If I was one of those other girls watching her little introduction video, how intimidating. And we'll get to this a little deeper, but... They're all at home. They've got their phones. Surely they're going to be stalking back on Instagram. Oh, man, there's some research going on. There's some swipey, swipey research. There's a lot to unpack here. If you haven't seen episode eight and nine of The Bachelor, we're about to spoil the pants off it. So get on 10 play. Go and watch episode nine and episode 10 of season eight of The Bachelor. And we'll be here when you return. So uh, it is earlier than we normally do it. It's pre-hometowns in this Love in Lockdown episode, but we met some family this week, Alicia. You've been there. You know, obviously you explained to your family how I'm going to go to this show called The Bachelor, and then you have to give them another call and go, oh, by the way, there's going to be some heaps of cameras and a producer and people, and we're going to come and talk to you, and I'm going to introduce you to this guy. What's that like? Well, I think the first point on meeting the family in a bachelor setting is it's really interesting and it's a great part of the show because it takes what can sometimes feel like a bit of an a, a surreal situation and it thrusts it thrusts it into reality because you have been going through this experience with yourself Osha with the cameras around with the other girls and you've been in this bubble and all of a sudden it just crashes straight into reality. And I've gone through this twice. On my first season of Bachelor in Paradise, Jules met my best friend, Hannah. Um, Hannah was, Hannah did feel pretty, I think she found the whole TV experience pretty interesting. And then once she saw how comfortable I was with the camera and the crew, everything sort of, you know, dissipated really fast. Uh, And then you had my mum which was interesting and I did 
I guess I related to Roxy in a sense this episode because Roxy was really fixated on her mum being embarrassing. She um she described Wendy as a loose cannon and my mum Donna also tends to be a little bit of a loose cannon, but mum my mum was great and I think she like she loved the reception that she got on my bachelor in paradise. <laughs> People were big fans of Donna. Um so yeah, it's it's been it's a really important part of the show and I think it really it, it really can take things to the next level for people. Yeah. It's fascinating that you mentioned that and it's 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 like most things. We tend to because uh, I watched little Wolfie do it, you know, as as kids, we check with our parents to see uh, if we don't know what the situation is, we look around and we see, okay, well, if they're cool with it, I'm cool with it, you know? And so the kid will look across at you and if they're about to do something, he's like, is this okay? And they see your face and go, oh, yeah, it is okay. And so, they, they, and so similarly, that's later in life. They look at you and go, there's all these lights and cameras, but you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. And it's, it's really fascinating that, you know, how comfortable you are about it changes the situation. But that doesn't mean that Locke didn't get off scot-free. There was some classic bachelor backyard batch on the grill which i loved Noel was my favorite hell yeah i love a single syllable aussie dad no it's perfect and i he just he did not hold back he was laying in he said Lockie, you've had plenty of opportunities time to see some more action and then Lockie's like i assure you no there's going to be some more action. So a yeah. bit of foreshadowing there. Maybe Steph's in in the mix for a single date coming up. I, I hope so because I wouldn't want to be crossing Noel. It was pretty weird because I've never done that before either because here I am suddenly on a group date and I've got all these, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm a parent. I'm a parent as well. And, you know, I know what it is when you meet the person that is, romantically involved with this child that you've known for a long, long time. The child has become kind of romantically active and you're like, okay, well, this is a part of growing up and it's all here. And then, and there I'm standing with two mums, a dad and a sister going, so you're about to meet the guy that's dating your daughter or your sister sister or someone else's daughter. Oh my gosh. That's what's about to happen because I've never had to talk to them all at once. That was the first time for me. I had no other way to put it except just go, all right, and so this is it. This is what it is, okay? <laughs> He's probably bashed all. You've been, yeah, you've been realistic. We were on The Bachelor. I think it's good to have a, you know, baseline. <laughs> it was pretty full. It, it was pretty full on. Um, Roxy's mum, Wendy, she she did reveal, she just called it what it was, right? Yeah. Yeah, she revealed Rhonda. <laughs> what did you think of the whole concept of Rhonda? That it's around so much in Roxy's life that even her mother has a name for the other person that comes up leads me to believe that it may be something that might get in the way of a relationship. You know, yeah. we all have. We all have it, okay? I'm not going to say that I'm innocent of this. You know, we all have it. And it is definitely one of those things that, you know, if our relationships aren't working out, in my opinion, you know, and I've been in relationships that, you know, I have an ex, I have two, three exes for a reason. You know, it didn't work out, right? And I had to have a long, hard look at myself in the magical maze of mirrors and go like, what is it that I am doing that is causing these otherwise things that look great on paper? Why is causing them to fail? 
if those things that I was doing were so obvious to people that I loved that they had a name, they called that person another name, that might be a bit of a, a cue mm. that I need to do a bit of bit of reflecting. Yeah. What would your Rhonda be called, Osha? Oh, you know what? We called Audrey and I, we have called her a name and it's a she. And oh. it's um yeah, it's uh oh it's it's not Dorothy. It's um no, I think it's Dorothy. Dorothy's a spoiled Dorothy's a spoiled little child. Oh right, yeah. 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 And and it's really weird because I flipped it, and I was just talking to my wife about this last night. Uh, I don't know if you are here we go. I don't know if anyone listening is interested in transactional analysis where we flip from a, chip, a parent state from an adult state to a child state. Dorothy's a nickname we have for my child state, which occasionally shows up when I get challenged and my voice changes and it's kind of weird. And I find, you know, it's kind of interesting to be aware of this sort of stuff. But yeah, we got we got her a name because she shows up. And it'll be like, I don't want to talk to Dorothy. I want to talk to you. That is so interesting. I think if you can name things like that, it can help you navigate situations. That being said, with Rhonda, I think that, unfortunately there's a time like we we are seeing Rhonda a lot through the bachelor experience and I think that it is ruining Roxy's time on the show I have been watching this show obviously a lot I watch it once before I do this podcast and I watch it again with my wife over the zoom because we're in um, isolation and you know we watch this pattern repeat and repeat and repeat and my heart really goes out my heart really, and it's not the first time we've seen someone on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, for that matter, have this sort of situation where this this pattern arrives that stops them from having an emotional connection with someone. And I just have, my heart really goes out. My heart really goes out to her because she's trying so hard. She's trying so, so, so hard. And this thing just keeps getting in the way. It's sabotaging her. She probably, she may not be aware of it. I'm just full armchair psychology here right now. Um, and I, I just, I feel, and I hope by watching it, people can perhaps recognize that, you know, things that show up in their own relationships, they go, Oh, maybe that's what I'm doing. Maybe that's why it's not working out. Maybe we've Um, got ourselves into this sort of cycle because that's where we are at the moment. It feels like it's never going to end. What I was, I found really interesting because as much as we saw, you know, potentially Rhonda as a blockage, I guess. And the fact that Roxy did seem nervous about Wendy being a loose cannon. We also saw these meeting the parent situations as a place for relationships to progress. And I think that we saw that with Bella, but I found this interesting reflecting on, you know, we're going to get to it later in episode 10 because we start to see some cracks form between Irina and Bella. And from what I could drill down on, Bella's issue with Irina, and again, we will delve further into this later in the episode, but Bella's foundational issue was that Irina was on, like phone calls between them, was presenting that you know, her and Lockie were really close and almost like being almost bragging. But after we do the meet the parents date, Bella's on a four-way phone call with all the other girls. And she like pretty explicitly says, uh, my mum's saying that she may as well give Lockie the keys to the beach house now. And there's one thing to be excited about how a meeting the parent situation has gone. But to me, like Roxy says, 
way to rub it in our faces. So I think that's an interesting parallel to draw with what happens into episode 10. I'm just interested to know what, like, how do you position yourself to purchase not only a family home, but also a beach house, Uh, one that you can access, not that you're renting out, but like, that's a... Next on Bachelor slash Real Estate <laughs> Management Podcast. <laughs> What's going on there? That's, uh, my, my ears twigged at that as well. I was like, oh, God, okay. Like, also drop it in. Like, Lockie's pretty set. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd like, be getting down on one knee. Good investment there. <laughs> Stand aside, buddy. The Frank the Franken credits are coming through. <laughs> God. Hope those oh, are negatively God. geared. <laughs> All right. We'll get more into the economic realities of Franken credits later. We are here to talk about love. We're here to talk about Beck. We are here to talk about the first time in Bachelor history we've gone live in lockdown. We've brought intruders in later in the episodes, later in the show. At this point, we're episode nine. This is a, a you know a pretty late stage intruder situation. I don't think in eight seasons of The Bachelor and six seasons of The Bachelorette we have brought in an intruder of such a high caliber. Oh, I I agree. I mean, except maybe talking about franking credits, maybe Stu Laundy. <laughs> maybe Stu Laundy. Oh, by the way, here's Amelia in a helicopter, Sophie. <laughs> we did throw a bit of mayo on that one, didn't we? Soph's like, okay, wrap it up. <laughs> um, Beck got to do something that no other – no other contender, no other participant in the history of The Bachelor of Australia has ever done. She got to play a highlight reel. She got to play the greatest hits. She got to play a trailer. Yeah, it was a trailer. Oh my gosh. She was on it. She was out there on a paddleboard. Here she is in yoga pants hiking up a mountain. Here she is in a bikini on a stand up paddleboard. Oh, she's got a dog. It's kind of rough, but it's cute because that's who she is. I love it. And Lockie liked it. Lockie, one thing I have to point out though, Osha, we talked about the fact that the girls would be stalking her on Instagram. I gotta say, researching, please, because the other research. Sorry, research. I've also been doing some research on Instagram, and I just the one thing that I've got to point out is. Beck does look awfully like Lockie's ex-girlfriend. You don't say! <laughs> so, I mean, that was just a little tidbit that I took away because Lockie was very pleased. I mean, it was one of the first things that Lockie said um, that she is just a goddamn stunner and I think he was very taken by her her trailer, as you say. <laughs> I'm just standing on top of Mount Coolum with the wind in my hair with my cute black dog. I hiked up here. Did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I also think not only is the trailer historic, but meet, meeting a bachelor by Zoom, Yeah, this is a challenge, to be honest. So yeah. Beck, you know, she, be, the girls learn that Beck gets a single date, which I think would be really frustrating for the girls at this stage because, I like, I was eliminated, I think, on episode eight. And even before that, when girls that weren't me, like, you know, once we were up towards six and seven, once mm. I hadn't gotten a single date, I was sort of like, nah, tapped out like this isn't for me (laughs) I'm not I'm not going to be getting one here so like if I was one of the girls who hadn't had a single date yet I would be maybe 
you know, you don't want to spiral, but I think I would, I would think that maybe I'm not making it yeah. to hometown. Yeah. Um, Beck, obviously there's a bit of, uh, how should we say, a bit of discomfort at Beck's arrival. It, I can't imagine. I mean, Caitlin, she was, uh, you know, she came in episode two. Even then, it was fascinating. That's the earliest per- earliest time we've ever brought an intruder in. Even then, after only, look, I don't know, it was like 48 hours or something they'd been in the mansion. Even then, there was the, no, we were here first. There was a sense of ownership. Um, is it hard for the intruder to make a friend? Oh, completely. It's like one of the one of the biggest regrets, I guess, from my season. And this just this is like a little bit of an anecdote to show just how antagonistic the girls can be to anyone coming in. I remember um, I was eliminated. We, we had a full exodus on the night that I left. We had cat leave outside of the rose ceremony. Um, then Osha my lovely co-host helpfully walked in and let everyone know then lots of tears of course and then we made it into the rose ceremony and myself and Brittany Weldon who you know now is a national treasure but she has she was an intruder off foot and she was there for literally one episode you know a bit of a conga line here a bit of a she did actually rub coconut oil on honey badger which didn't make the final cut which I was very disappointed about but we both left on the first on the same night as did Romy and I remember we were all piled back into the car to the hotel me and Romy hadn't had our phones for about six weeks and it is and I've spoken openly to Britt Weldon since about this being something that I really truly regret because she was a part of this experience as well if not just for one day but me and Romy were honestly so selfish in that moment we were so consumed in our phones and each other and it was like Britt wasn't even there and I think that that can happen in these settings. People are so used to, it's almost like you, even though it's such a crazed environment and there's a lot of conflict going on, you almost find some safety in your old group of chaos um, and sort of retreat back into, well, these were the patterns that I, this is like, this is how I knew that the mansion was going. I don't really want any part of this amazing new Beck chick. <laughs> right, so, right. So I, I think Beck's got a big challenge to, big. you know, in, in a way though, perhaps it's kind of better for her if it's not, you know, completely easy to penetrate the group of girls because maybe that just leaves her to focus on Lockie a little bit more. I, 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 it's fascinating to hear you talk about that. It, it really is because that's a part of it that we never, by the time people have left the mansion, it's like the, the show is about what's happening in the mansion, right? And, and <clears throat> so what's happening outside is unfortunately, it's like there's, it's, it's got to go. So hearing, hearing that insight is, is just fantastic. At the end of the day, Osha, we're not here to make friends as we hear so often. So, you know, maybe Beck's going to be concentrating on um, finding a boyfriend and not making friends. There is obviously things, the dynamic shifts every time someone new shows up or someone leaves. The moments that were interesting is like what is happening between Juliet and Roxy is at this point, is Juliet just, 
you know, pushing the buttons, like looking for the feature on the Queen of the Nile as she's pushing oh. buttons. Like, <laughs> sport at this point. I feel like, like you know, I I feel like Juliet's probably tapped out a little bit at this stage. If she didn't get any traction from that Mills and Boone note about Lockie's majest- huge majestic presence, if she hasn't gotten a single date yet, I don't think that it's probably happening and I think she probably feels that. And so uh, I don't know, I sort of I get the impression that Juliet's just having fun at this stage. Now she's at home, she's just like pouring herself a glass of champagne in front of Zoom, feet up on the counter and just having yeah. a little bit of, yeah, I, I, I've got to say there is, I, I'm, I stick with the batch a lot. There is not much conflict that wears me down, but the Juliet and Roxy show, as they describe it, I'm starting to feel a little bit weary. Enough to make you close a laptop. Oh, and that she did. Everybody did. I love the touch of the roses on the laptop, by the way, Osha. Very yeah, it's good. Look, you know, we work in an industry where showing a logo on television is worth money and uh, that logo particularly, um, there was no play along there with that company, so on the sticker went. Now, we unfortunately said goodbye to a woman that we thought was going to be a front runner. had the triple threat, Rose. We had to say goodbye to Nicole. It's got to break your heart when you're like, I, I, but what about the thing with the triple threat and the lift and the dirty dancing and the, I were the thing for you and now I'm going home? I climbed like it, a cliff top twice. I climbed a cliff top twice once for a drone shot. And now I'm going home. I was also surprised because through The Bachelor, we usually see that whoever gets the triple threat rose or whatever, the wild rose, whatever beautiful. The feature. Whoever gets the feature. The feature. <laughs> whoever gets that rose usually is usually pretty solid for yeah. hometown. Yeah. And this is a pretty early departure. So I think that potentially this could have, you know, we never know what's running through our bachelor's head, but I like to think that, I don't know, maybe Nicole did seem quite invested when she was announced to be on the family group date. You could see that she was really elated and really happy to be there. And so potentially Lockie has determined that it's just going to be a friendship with Nicole. So let her go. If you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. it, it it's got to be sad. Look, we are about to get back into the mansion, which is very exciting, and we're going to hit into the first big cocktail party and the reunions at the front of the mansion where no one else could see them greeting each other right after this. <laughs> What do Tom Jones, Borat and Eddie Munster all have in common? You can hear them all on the Starstruck with Angela Bishop podcast. I'll give you all the behind-the-scenes goss on what went on with some of my most fascinating interviews over the years. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. So we're back in the mansion, Alicia. We are back in the mansion after weeks and weeks and weeks away. We're finally back in the mansion. Somebody did ask on Twitter the other day, what was the timeline? Um, I'd say, like, it was, Brad, as as long as the first kind of lockdown lasted and it was around about when the first restrictions started to lift. So you can do the maths there. But it was, it was quite a while um, between when they'd left the mansion and when they came back to the mansion. So the limos came up the driveway one by one and there was, uh, once again, there was the 
the greeting moment, the first face-to-face, and everyone looked utterly stunning. There was a lot of ISO workouts going on, <laughs> not a lot of baking, not a lot of delivery, not a lot of takeaway. People are like, I've got to fit back in that cocktail dress. <laughs> Everyone looked incredible and I actually really loved this feature. I've, I've actually really enjoyed Love in Lockdown. I thought yeah. it added a little bit of a different taste. I found it really interesting that we get this second round of red carpet arrivals because it's so interesting to see how their relationships have progressed. Who's going like, I'm always looking for who's going for the kiss on the lips. Yeah. And it was Irina. Oh, Irina, big smooch. And Lockie, Lockie, every time that we get a confessional from Lockie about Irina, he always references how he feels safe and secure around her. But you know what we also got here? Moving off Irina, and this is huge. I'm going to reference another podcast. It's a Bachelor podcast and it's an American podcast, but they, they – use a lot of different um, acronyms to point at reoccurring things that we see through, they call, <laughs> I love it. It's, they call, they, they talk about The Bachelor as a game, which, you know, in some ways it can be. Um, anyway, what we saw was they describe as a hooju, which means a hug jump. And it's a big motif in the American Bachelor, girls running up to the Bachelor on their single date and jumping into their arms. And on the podcast, they rate the hoojus according to like, and if you do a good hooju, you could potentially be going to the end. Oh, hold on there. <laughs> All right, then. So we've got a we've got a hooju, a hooju from Bella. We've got a smooch from um, Irina. Plus we've got a few other surprises because we've got Izzy coming back into the mansion. Who's had a single date. Yeah. But obviously it was on zoom. So they haven't gotten physical yet. And it's sort of like an awkward, I thought I might've seen like a little peck on the lips, Yeah. nothing substantial. And then we've also got Beck, our intruder, who is a meeting Lockie for the first time. It's like I've known you for so long. Yeah, it was great. This was a tough night in the cocktail party once it all kicked off and um, there was a moment where it all came to a head between Bella and Irina and gloriously from a woman in her, let's say, mid-20s, we heard, friendship over. (laughs) I mean, we also had some other stuff from Bella. It was like she was not holding back. She was like really in conflict mode. So... What did you what did you think of I think firstly what did you think of the actual conflict that you know that they were pointing to back in lockdown I think that the fundamental issue Bella seemed to be raising was that they would be having phone calls together Bella and Irina and Irina would be saying that Lockie had like referencing that Lockie had called her yeah. But then it was like, then Bella was like, oh, no, but you texted him first. It was all very, like, 17 years old. <laughs> I think that, no, no, no. This was like, this is straight out of the grade nine little lunch conflict playbook. Friendship over is something that you say right before the bell and you have to then go into PE and then you're in the change rooms like going, <laughs> like, come on, man. We're, we're, we're grown adults. You pay tax. You vote. Come on. No one says friendship. 
I think, like for me, like when I see the way you know, and obviously I, I obviously read as much as I possibly can into it, and I I project all my own uh, judgments onto the situation. I personally see this as just Irina is exercising pretty decent boundaries. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's a difficult situation. I think that they were they obviously they obviously had a pretty substantial friendship, so of course you're going to be calling each other, particularly when you're trying to navigate such a emotionally charged environment like The Bachelor. Obviously, you're going to go to that person that you have the most uh, natural connection with. And I think that it was clear that Irina and Bella were besties when we were back in the match in the first time. Um, So it's kind of, I mean, you're going through the same situation. I don't, I've, and, and when I take it back to, Bella talking about her experiences with Lockie meeting her mum on that group date. I I think it's probably a little bit, um, is the word sanctimonious? <laughs> there wasn't, that, that's not the only uh, conflict that happened on the night, obviously. Juliet and Roxy, uh, I think. Shock. Ju- yeah, Juliet just went, oh, you're here in person now. Here we go. <laughs> just pushing that little secret button and and Roxy closed the laptop on all of us. Roxy just she walked out the front door and just boom, exited the situation. And yeah, you know, I think someone did mention, you know, a bit about, you know, leaving a conflict. I think one was Irina who talked about, you know, like le- leaving a conflict unresolved. That's that's, you know, you know, she kind of called out call it out a bit, but Roxy just went and, you know, Roxy's certainly not the first person to walk away from the mansion. Everyone's free to leave at any point in time. If you want to go, you should go. Uh, it's a long walk down to the street. It is That's a long walk. I'll say. A long walk down to the driveway, especially on heels through that gravel. Uh, but, yeah, Roxy uh, Roxy left us. And then uh, Lockie had to do a lot of very serious thinking. And so we all know when oh. a bachelor needs to do some serious thinking, he needs to look at water. Because if you're not looking at water, are you even thinking? No, you're not. You're not thinking about your emotions unless you're looking at water here on The Bachelor, whether it be a dock, a pier, a river, or a beach. If you're not observing H2O, if you're not observing liquid, <laughs> you're clearly not thinking about your emotions. So, Lockie, we saw him on the riverbank there just like, doing a lot of thinking about Roxy. A lot of Roxy's <laughs> I'm I'm th- I'm really disappointed that we didn't get to see one last conversation with Lockie and Rhonda. Very disappointed. I think I, 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 I was personally I was quite happy to. I think we've done. Yeah, it. we all knew how it was going to happen. It's like I, I don't know if you've ever. I don't know your situation, but I certainly know when my own parents got divorced. At the end, um, my, uh, we as kids we could recite the arguments they were going to have. Oh yes, yeah. Word, word because it just gets into this loop and this pattern of behaviour where both parties just say the same thing at each other, and it's almost like a script like a repetitive, uh, like carousel that goes around and around, like, okay, this is the part where you call him. This is the part where you call her. This is the part where you slam the bang door. This is the part, you know, and it was like, we knew how it was, we knew exactly what was going to happen. So I'm kind of glad we were spared it. And then we went straight to the thinking and you know what says romance, um, whitewater rafting. Uh, oh, we're in Penrith. No, no location more romantic than Penrith. Romantic than Penrith. <laughs> uh, if you're not from Sydney, you could, yeah. Anyway, I'm not from Sydney, and even I know, like, hmm, Penrith. Uh, how far away is Penrith from the rest of the world? A long way. It's a long, long I way. I loved how earnestly he said, like, you know, usually we're like, oh, we're at this beautiful, but like, you know, we're in an adventure location. So it's like, 
today I've brought back to Penrith (laughs) (laughs) White Water Rafting Centre. Who, I I tell you, who is going to be very upset at this single date? Noel. (laughs) Ah, Noel is going to be dirty, dirty, dirty. Well, Lockie had promised Noel that he was going to take Steph on an action-packed single date and you can't really get more action-packed than Penrith International Whitewater Rafting Centre. <laughs> and and there was, of course, there was a great moment. And look, you know, it's, it's, we talked about this earlier uh, with the Nicole, you know, clifftop date, um, that if there is adrenaline involved, that it's, a, it's, a, it, you know, it kind of, people get a bit excited and, and you know they associate that person with excitement and, 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 and etc um how much more exciting can it be you're on your first physical date with this man you fall out into the water oh my god what's going to happen and then his big bloody mitts now bear in mind and we've talked about this his hands like if i put both of my palms together that that would maybe just cover one of his palms. He's these huge house bricks for hands on, right? Can you imagine being in the water like, oops, Daisy, I'm upside down. I'm in a helmet. I don't know what's going on. Oh. And this massive kind of, you know, human skill tester comes out of the sky, grabs you by the wetsuit, and then pulls you backwards on top of this big lump of meaty, warm chest. And like, I know we're still going down. No one's paddling, but I'm so safe and protected right now. Oh my god, it was it was hot. Like call it for what it was. It was bloody hot. And then and that was oh, like what a what a first kiss. You're just on Lockie's chest yeah. and it's go time. It was it was one of one of my it was it's really up there in bachelor kisses for me. I yeah, we we no one's paddling this white water rafting thing as we still plummet <laughs> down the ports. May as well pash. Uh, the safety officers just like on the side being like, guys. <laughs> oh boy. And then they and then they and we then we get to like one of the most romantic looking, sort of like really sexy. We got this like when, once we got to one-on-one time, there was like a sh- literal sheepskin rug. <laughs> Hello, boys. Hello, boy. It was and- that. Oh, some Gordon's pink gin, which looked delicious. They were having like a mold gin situation. I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, you know, that was. I was also really impressed with was with the Starbucks integration. I thought that was particular. Oh yeah, I was very, very. It was flawless as well. I didn't like. I was. I just subconsciously, I was like, oh, you know what? I could really go for a frappuccino. Yeah, come on. These shows don't pay. For- and everyone fast forward through the ads or they mute them. So come on, give us a break. I loved it. I thought it was great. To be honest, the more in my face it is, the more I enjoy it because then all the memes come on Twitter and then surely like, surely Starbucks would also be my favourite was like um, a couple of seasons ago. No, it was just Matt Agnew's season. We had Magnum ice cream as a sponsor and it was like all the girls, that was the perfect sponsor because it was like just all these like girls upset that they haven't gotten a group date, just like crying into the Magnum ice cream, (laughs) being like, oh, I didn't, Matt didn't invite me, but at least I've got this delicious Magnum ice cream. Mine's got caramel. (laughs) And tears. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the salt. It's the salt that makes a chocolate. Yeah. yeah. But it was a beautiful setup and it was, it was really, yeah, I don't know. I'm still feel, I'm, I'm like, 
I guess I'm warming to Beck. She's she's different from a lot of the other girls in the sense that, like, you know, the last single date that we saw before Beck, I think, was Izzy's on Zoom. And you couldn't have a more polarised person from Beck than Izzy. Like, Izzy is constantly laughing and Beck is very chilled out, like really chilled out. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I haven't yet quite determined exactly what Lockie is looking for. Well, let's just pretend that I'm Seema from Indian Matchmaking, which you haven't, if you haven't watched Indian Matchmaking, it's on Netflix and it's amazing. And Seema's the matchmaker, right? We'd be cutting to Sima doing her reaction going, and she would go, and I'm, I don't want to do the accent because it's a terrible start. Problematic. Imagine I'm doing the accent with the head wobble, okay? Um, Sima would say, what's he looking for? He's looking for someone that's going to allow him to absolutely not change whatsoever and still expect that everything's going to work out. She would say, a marriage does involve compromise. That's what she would yes. say. And I would say that's okay. Look, he's going to need to understand that compromise is going to have to happen if he wants to have a relationship that lasts longer than his previous relationships. It still feels, I'm I'm not any closer, I've got to say, Osha. So hopefully, I mean, we're up to episode 10 now. Hopefully 11 and 12 start to get me a little bit closer. Faith, Tim Robards found that. Tim Robards found that compromise. Sam Wood found that compromise. Uh, Maddie J found that compromise. Glenn Um, Smith. Glenn Smith found that compromise because that is ultimately what, you know, if you are able to go, yeah, I can, I'm, I don't really need that thing that I was doing. If it really bothers you, I can get rid of that because I, pre- I prefer you over that. If you can yeah. get that, then you're going to be all right. You yeah. know, that's really, that's, that's really it. Uh, so I, we're not, the, we're not at the end yet. Have hope, have faith. Oh, I'm excited. And we're getting close. We're getting, and we're getting to this like, we're going to be seeing, like, we're already seeing Bella and Irina. Like, I I saw the, um, you know, that little section that it's like, you, you, you say very, it's always my favourite part of the episode, next week on yeah. The Bachelor. And... And that that promo was so exciting to me. I'm really interested to see how these next weeks play out. It's actually this very microphone, and it sounds like this. Next time on The Bachelor. There you go. Wow. <laughs> do you want me to do some Bondi Rescue? I can do some Bondi Rescue. Oh, please. I'll do, I'll do a Bondi Rescue version. This is a Bondi Rescue of Lockie in the Whitewater Rafting. Yes. You've got to ocker it up a bit when you're on Bondi Rescue. Okay. Because he's got a good Bondi Rescue nickname too, Lockie. It's a great Bondi Rescue Yeah, nickname. it's perfect. So Lockie sees her fall in the water. <laughs> Paddling hard, he makes his way over. Wow. With seconds to spare, he saves her. This is one customer who's happy about it too. There you go. <laughs> that was, I, I feel yeah. so honoured to have seen that live. And wow, what a moment. <laughs> That's uh, that's the summertime voice. That's the off season. Is the summertime when I do my <laughs> Um Look, what I do love about this show is that we get a chance to give away some stuff uh, to someone who's a big fan of the show, someone that knows a lot about the show, and we get to reward them. And we have today our special guest super fan is going to be Emma. We're going to get Emma on the blower here, and I believe Emma's not going to believe the prize that we, uh, that we have for her. Pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Hello, Emma speaking. Osher and Alicia calling from the Cocktails and Roses podcast. Emma, good day to you. Hello. 
How are Hi, you? Hi, Emma. <laughs> I'm very well. So I'm near a busy road, so sorry if it's a bit noisy. <laughs> oh, no, that's totally, totally fine. You watch The Bachelor every week. Um, who do you watch it with? I watch it with my boyfriend, actually. Do not have to force him. In fact, last uh, Bachelor in Paradise, I was had to miss a few episodes and he watched it without me. So, you know, oh. he's just as into it as I am, if not more. How's his commentary? Oh, pretty good. He he sort of uh, is very entertaining. He loves the drama. Well, Can't get enough of it. We have a fantastic prize for you uh, today. I'm reading directly off the sheet that I've been given to you by my boss here. Uh, Emma, you are in the running for some miscellaneous crap from the Channel 10 prize cupboard, which I, you know. Uh, as you I can- don't have enough of that. I'm very into it. As you can probably imagine, it's going to be, I don't know, it's probably going to be a, uh, what was that great show? Oh, it's probably going to be a, a Renovators hoodie. Um, and uh, <laughs> 2005 a, copy of So Fresh. Uh, oh, it's the best year. Yeah. And what a great year. Uh, the DVD of season two of Bondi Rescue. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, won't be any of, it won't be any of those things, but we'll find something for you. Alicia's got the questions. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. And we're going to see how you go. Okay, Emma. Our first question, I think you're going to be good. L- long time super fan. Um, <laughs> after The Bachelor and Bachelorette, what new job did Sam Frost start? After so it was between, yeah, so it was between The Bachelorette and before she was on Home and Away, she did another job. I know she's on Home and Away now, uh, but I think she had a bit of time doing breakfast radio. Yes. That's right. And the bonus point, <laughs> bonus points, who was her co-host? Uh, Rose. Bingo. Yes. Oh, very good. This year on Bachelor in Paradise, Mary ended up in a relationship with Connor. Which season of The Bachelorette did Connor compete in? I know this one. It's, uh, he did not compete at all. He was a clean ship. Yes. Oh, okay, last question. I reckon you're already over the line, though. Uh, okay. Uh, um, Jackson from Angie's season of The Bachelorette works in his family's business. What sort of business is it? Ah, uh, a delicious business. He has His dad runs a pie shop. Three for yes. three. Yes. That's amazing. We are oh, brilliant. We have a, a season one survivor bump coming your way. Amazing. Uh, uh, maybe a, a cardboard cut out of one of Jonathan LaPaglia's biceps. I don't know. Whatever we can find <laughs> in the Channel 10 prize cupboard, uh, we are going to send it to you. Thank you so much for being a part of the show, Emma, and our, love, our love to your partner. I hope he enjoys. Thank uh, you. I'll have to test him on the questions later and see if yes. you You got it. All right. Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs> if you want to play our quiz next week, really simple. Just email us podcast at network10.com.au. Podcast at network10.com.au. We're getting very, very close to hometowns and then the big, big finale right around the corner. Alicia, have a fantastic time. Uh, make sure you get two cards for that joint bank account. Oh, yes. I'm very, very I'm, – I'm ready to spend – Without any rules attached to it. (laughs) Turn on the notifications on the phone uh, so you can go, oh, really? $77 on eBay. Glenn, uh, (laughs) I know all about that. Exciting times ahead. (laughs) Exciting. Welcome. Welcome to the upper echelon of relationships. You're here. (laughs) 
See you next week, Alicia. See you guys.